Hello everyone. Uh, I am Santos, your host at Guided PPC, and uh, we are starting our Friday question and answer session on Google Ads. So, um, if you all have questions, please put it here, uh, and I will take up questions that are worth answering. So, let's get started. So, Guided PPC uh, live stream happens every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 9 p.m. India time. And this is where I try and help you uh, deconstruct Google Ads, learn Google Ads, answer your questions, and provide you my perspective of uh, how it should be done uh, based on the questions you ask. Hey, Ravindra, good evening. How's it going? All righty, so we're going to wait for questions here, and uh, I might end this podcast, uh, not podcast, live stream, but this is also on podcast, by the way. So if you all are uh, interested in uh, listening to podcast, uh, the recording will be uploaded tomorrow, and uh, you can just listen in. Hey, uh, Abdi, how are you? Hey, Harsh, good evening. All right, let's get started. How's it going for you guys? Uh, Abdi, I'm hoping that uh, the discussion we had about your Google Ads account was helpful. So I have not done any session on dynamic remarketing or remarketing yet, but I think I can uh, briefly talk about this. Are you uh, interested in learning how dynamic remarketing or remarketing should be done? Okay. Uh, let's talk about remarketing and dynamic remarketing. I think uh, first of all, we have to understand the difference. Because understanding this difference is very, very important. Remarketing, in simple terms, is going after the audience which has already interacted with your website or your YouTube channel or if you have a customer list, right? So anybody who has already been uh, to your business but has not converted, the idea of remarketing is to go after that audience and try and convert them, okay? What I have seen folks make mistake with remarketing is that they will set up a remarketing campaign and give it a cold audience like in market or affinity <laughs> or custom intent audience. That's not remarketing because in market audience, affinity audience and custom intent audience has the, the people in that audience segment, they have probably never heard about your business. They have never been to your website. They have never signed up or they have uh, never watched your video. Therefore, they don't know about you. And for you, in that case, they are a cold audience, not remarketing audience yet. So if you're setting up a remarketing campaign, uh, please work on you know, creating your remarketing lists first and try and create as many different segments of audiences as you can think of. So there are multiple sources you can use. One, the primary source is your Google Ads account. Uh, 
So if you run campaigns over a period of time, you will have people who will click on your ads and therefore um, they will become an audience for remarketing. The second source, which is the most common, is Google Analytics. So Google Analytics has the audience who have uh, not necessarily come through the ads, but they visited your website directly or they came through social media or uh, they visited the website directly by entering their URL, uh, the, your website URL. You can import those audience uh, segments into Google Ads and go after them as remarketing audience. The third source, which is kind of often overlooked, is YouTube. So if you have a YouTube channel or YouTube videos, or for that matter, if you're running YouTube ads, you can use all of those different audience segments as remarketing audience. So the standard remarketing is that you have an audience list and you're going after them, trying to convert who has not converted or reconvert, like people who have already purchased the product, they'll probably want to buy another product or another service. So remarketing is useful in all those scenarios. Now, what is dynamic remarketing? The concept of dynamic remarketing is, is this, that in remarketing, you set up an ad, go after the audience, but your ad can take them to a specific landing page. It can be homepage, it can be pricing page, it can be product page or cart page. When, I mean, whatever you decide, right? So the difference is really is this. In your remarketing campaign, you are sending them to a specific landing page. So whoever and however they have interacted with your business, in a remarketing campaign, they will go to a page which you specify as a landing page in the ads of the remarketing campaign. Now the concept of dynamic remarketing is slightly different. The dynamic remarketing concept is this, and it's mostly for e-commerce uh, websites, is that on an e-commerce website, you can have 10, 20, 50, 100, thousands of products, right? And therefore, it makes sense to uh, remarket the audience uh, with the ad of the product they were interested in. So for example, on Amazon, for example, Amazon has several departments of products. They have gadgets, they have uh, electronics, they have uh, you know, clothing, whatnot. They have everything, right? So somebody who browsed a product about gadgets, or was interested in a particular model of, a, of an iPhone, remarketing that audience with the ad of the iPhone makes better sense, right? Uh, you don't want to send them to Amazon and uh, expect them to discover the product again and um, convert. You want to make their life easier. Therefore, you will remarket them dynamically with the product they had last visited. And that's where uh, on a remarketing campaign, you have to use your product feed. Everything else is same. Your product is attached to that remarketing campaign becomes a dynamic remarketing campaign. And for this to happen and for this dynamic remarketing to help your other campaigns, you need to have a dynamic remarketing tag set up properly. And this is something uh, that can be standard in the case of Shopify, or it can be a bit tricky in case of other platforms. But help is here. You can set up a tag a call with the tag implementation team at Google and they will help you figure this out. They will help you set this up. So I hope you all understand the difference in uh, mark 
remarketing and dynamic remarketing and you have a way forward all right we have some questions here and i'm going to look at questions now uh, yes um abdi i will do a session on this for sure but i hope this uh, overview helped okay so uh, first is from the from krish hey krish nice to see you back i have seen a few websites mentioning remarketing retargeting using shopping campaign is this just setting the audience targeting in shopping to your remarketing list instead of observing um so remarketing can be done in two ways first of all you can attach remarketing list to any campaign and set this in two ways one is observation you just want the remarketing list that audience segment to observe how they uh, if if somebody from that audience segment visits clicks on the ad and goes to your website how do they behave how do they interact with the website whether or not they convert that's an observation you can also set them set this remarketing audience on targeting so that the campaign goes after that audience leads itself not everybody else so uh, these are the two methods of using it uh, if you're doing a proper remarketing campaign of course you have to do it on targeting set it up on targeting that's how the campaign can go after that audience and not the other targeting methods uh with with dynamic remarketing like i said you you got to attach that product feed on the campaign and that's how uh it goes after the audience but with the customized product based on what they had actually uh, browsed last time before they became a qualified audience for your remarketing list but i promise i'm going to do a separate video or a session on how to set up remarketing and how to set up dynamic remarketing all righty we have a next question from harsh jain uh, my question is i have one and half years of experience in google ads i am currently working in a london based e-commerce company should i apply for an internship while i have the job and get a job at solution set after internship and leave uh interesting question so harsh if they are uk based london based you're probably working with them between 2 pm to 10 pm in the night correct and in that case you will not have a lot of time left to work on the internship role because internship role is a full time role it's not a part time role therefore i think it's going to be difficult for you if you are working for an indian agency uh, between 9 to 5 india time could have been probably easier but i think it's going to be difficult so what i would suggest is that uh, keep learning from the live stream sessions and the videos i upload and once you feel you are ready you can directly apply for the specialist role not the internship role great i hope this is helpful to you uh, we have the next question from justice munyao I, i hope i got your name right how do you set up dynamic remarketing you need to use a feed yes so i i think i answered that in part but yes you need to uh, attach a product feed which comes from your google merchant center account on that campaign to be able to remarket as well as you need to set up the dynamic remarketing tag and that tag can be set up with the help of tag implementation team at google or you can figure this out yourself okay uh, we have the next question from amit hey amit nice to see you back here 
In learning Google Ads, is it necessary to have excellent command in Google Analytics? It will help. Absolutely, it will help. Because Google Ads is one uh, channel of traffic that goes to the website, correct? And uh, with Google Ads, you get to see how many clicks, what is the spend, what is the average cost per click, how many conversions, what is the sales if it is e-commerce, and what is the return on ad spend. But then there are several other um, elements to it, uh, which, which will reveal a lot of insight into how and why uh, you are getting or not getting conversions. And for that, you need to look at the website usage statistics. And that's where Google Analytics comes in picture. So I would 100% recommend that you learn Google Analytics and use it so that you can uh, make the most out of your campaigns uh, and the visitors coming through that campaign. Okay, the next question is from Ravindra. Suppose we are running top performed keyword campaign with same location where we have campaign there included the same performed keywords and locations. I don't know if this is a complete question, but let's see your follow-up. But one thing is different from their, their CPC. What will happen collision between them? Okay, so let me read your question one more time, please. Suppose we are running top performed keyword campaign with same location where we have campaign. They are included in this same performed keyword and location. So are you saying you have two campaigns targeting the same location and same keywords? I would first of all not recommend doing that because of course <laughs> those keywords in the two different campaigns will compete with each other no, and cannibalize. So don't do that. But uh, give me uh, more context if I have not got your question right. We have a question from Walid. Hi, how can we increase landing page experience? Any suggestions? This is a great question and I'm so happy you have asked about landing page experience. And it's very, very simple. All you have to do is think about this, that any website that exists for business has some goals, correct? And the goal can be either selling services or products, correct? Now, to improve the landing page experience, you should focus on this, that people who visit your landing page, are they able to find the information uh, that you want them to, like, to, to read or understand and to be able to be convinced about doing the business with your, with your uh, company, with your website. So for example, uh, let me share my screen and show you. I'm going to share my screen here. And this is a very, very simple uh, understanding, right? Let's say uh, this is my website, tellerbots.com. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> let this load and uh, we can talk about that. Yes, it's loading. This is my website. What this website does, if you didn't understand uh, what it does in first 10 seconds, I have probably lost you as a prospective customer, correct? But if you did and you figured out that 
what I do is I sell Amazon PPC services for Amazon sellers. And what I'm offering is I can help reduce their cost, increase their sales, and grow their business on Amazon. If this makes sense, then your landing page experience is, uh, has started on a good note. Okay. So if my ad now is saying on Google that, are you an Amazon seller? We offer Amazon PPC services or Amazon PPC service at lowest possible cost or affordable Amazon PPC service or best Amazon PPC uh, agency. If those are the things that my ad said and people clicked on that ad and came here, do you think they have got the good experience? Probably yes. Uh, what, what is also important and is giving them a call to action that, okay, they have come here looking for an Amazon PPC agency. Now, what is the next step for them to get started or get a free audit, right? There are two, two steps for them. So, um, and they didn't have to look for it, right? It was right here that, hey, Amazon PPC service for growing sellers. We can reduce your cost, increase your sales and grow your Amazon business, get started. What happens when they get started? They get the pricing plans. Now, there are some of the things which, uh, which are not here, which could help. Although my landing page is relevant and the navigation is okay, it's not bad, I still lack some uh, important things here. For example, why would they trust my business? Like, am I telling them that uh, SellerBots is probably the best Amazon PPC agency out there? I'm not doing that right now. I'm defining my services, service offering, but I'm not giving them enough social proof or uh, trust elements for them to be able to trust my uh, trust uh, my business and do business with my with my company. Therefore, it's a missing element, uh, and therefore, landing page experience is poor. There are some other things like you know. Uh, if I have these pricing plans, do these pricing plans justify, do they provide enough information? So there are elements to it, uh, which, which would contribute to making the landing page experience good. What happens when I do the sign up? Uh, does it go to the next page? Yeah, so it, it works pretty much, right? It's loading fast enough. It's providing the information they were looking for. And but it doesn't have those uh, extra elements, the trust element, uh, credibility elements. Therefore, landing page experience is not 10 on 10 on 10 right now. These are the things you look at. Like, is it, is it saying, is it offering what they were looking for? Uh, does it have uh, easy navigation without having, uh, having your audience to do the guesswork? And does it provide enough uh, trust, credibility, uh, uh, and important uh, like competitive advantage kind of elements for them to be able to decide to do business with you. If those are the factors which are available with your landing page, your landing page experience is good. And therefore, people will convert and do business with your company. And that's how simple it is, <laughs> right? Uh, in case you are in doubt, do the keyword, like do the search for the same keyword you are showing your ad for, and then check what the competitors are doing. So for example, if I was offering the, uh, you know, pricing plans at three different levels, and my competitors are offering the same service at half the, half the cost, and they have uh, 50 reviews to show and five cases to show, 
obviously they will do business with them right so regardless of the visual experience the navigation and the content and all of those things my landing page experience now is bad because my service offering is not competitive enough so there are multiple layers to it i hope i hope you get the drift here okay um next question is from abdi uh I, you have a series of series of questions here did i miss number 3 uh okay uploaded on google merchant center for setup following conversion action for setup uh, following conversion actions abdi i i am not sure if i'm getting the question right can you um, or may, i may have missed the context here okay so there is a follow up oh you are taking notes or what <laughs> i i don't know um you'll have to like make it easier for me please okay we have a question from jishan if you use the same keyword in two campaigns do they compete with each other in auction as they are from the same account of course they will compete and therefore um one of them will win the auction and show your ad trigger your ad and it's not advised okay uh, we have the next question from walid how to increase quality score for responsive search ads as expanded text ads are going away great question and here is the thing with expanded text ads you had three headlines two description lines and you could control and you could put the expanded text ads and repurpose it customize it make it relevant for every uh, ad group and you could like in the old school way create multiple <laughs> ad groups and maybe single keyword ad groups right so you could do all of that with responsive search ads google is saying that hey you have 15 headlines and four description lines now give me more of these headlines and description lines so that i can make the machine learning can make combinations out of these and we can test and tell you what's working what's not working and we will automatically double down on what's working and not so the ads which are not working the combination of the ads which are not working and this is this is where you need to start uh, you know trusting the machine learning a bit and work on getting your conversion history properly now the control is going away but you have got uh, flexibility here Uh, you are not supposed to to be doing the same level of uh, you know customization and testing and um, like going crazy about that so i would i would say that uh, to increase the quality score you should still write as relevant and compelling headlines and descriptions as possible and try and still segment but also open up to uh, the idea of automated bid strategy and uh, trusting like giving it some time that your uh, machine learning based on conversion history can perform in long run versus uh, freaking out in short run saying that my quality score is not good today therefore everything else is falling apart of course quality score is important but like i'm saying is that there is a fair bit of machine learning and it can uh, do the job for you so you can start trusting that one of the things uh, uzair uh, you know shared with me uzair from sf digital studio is that you know at solution set we 
we we we were writing like all 15 headlines and uh, description lines and relying on mostly uh, one responsive search ad but interestingly uh, what uzair does uh, at uh, sf digital studio is that they create two rsa ads responsive search ads for every ad group and they try and segment and test that way so you could pretty much still uh, replicate what you were doing with expanded text ads and not write all 15 headlines and uh, write like two three different rsa versus going for one rsa with 15 headlines so you could do like you know three rsas five in headlines into each and two description lines into each and you could still test the three different variations and try and gain some control back you can do that i hope this this help Uh, okay, Abdi has. I have tried to give an overview of step-by-step -step dynamic remarketing uh, overview. Awesome. Um, we can we can get on a call uh, if you uh, if you are prepared and discuss dynamic remarketing. It could be helpful for everyone. All right, Jishan, can you explain auction deeply? Uh, now it's a kind of an open-ended question, but and you don't have to uh, you know worry too much about the auction just understand this that for your search campaigns in particular or the standard search campaigns what happens is that every time there is a search made a real time auction takes place and that auction decides whether or not your ad will be shown and if so at what position and if so uh, what will be your ad rank and obviously and then what is the kind of cpc you are going to pay now this is this is I would break break my um, <laughs> sweat over this uh, five years ago, I mean ten years ago for that matter. But now you have uh, target CPA broad match combination. You have dynamic search ads. You have performance max, and uh, you know going too crazy about uh, auction. Uh, I, I don't think it's it, it's that much needed. Just understand that the the only way to get lower cpc is to get your quality score as high as possible because higher quality score means lower cost per click and therefore everything else uh, costs you lower right but there is one thing to focus on quality score the other thing you should also focus on is your conversion actions and building a conversion history which is meaningful to your business and trusting the machine learning uh, to a great extent to deliver the performance in long run for you. So that's my approach. Uh, I'm not going too deep into the auction because it's kind of old school. And in my opinion, it's not uh, worth, you know, uh, going that deep into it. As long as you understand the top level stuff, like, you know, uh, your CTR plays important role, which is like 60, 70% to the quality score. And if your quality score is high, your cost is going to be low. Hey, Amit, uh, if you, if our web page is ranking on, at top of the page in Google search results with some keywords, will it help in reducing CPC? Directly, no. So there is uh, no connection whatsoever in organic rankings and uh, you know cost per click. There is no uh, connection whatsoever. 
However, here is the thing. If your website is ranking on top for the keyword you have, you are occupying necessarily two spots, one spot with the ad and one with the organic ranking. Therefore, you have a better chance of getting a higher click through either on your ad or on the organic listing. The, the second thing that happens, which goes in your favor, uh, if you are ranking high for your keywords, for the fact that Google was able to rank your page high, it means that your page met those uh, quality criteria to rank high organically. So Google perceives your page is valuable for this keyword and therefore it's ranking high. If, if that happens, which it means that there is no crawling issue, there is no, uh, uh, how to say, there is no issue with Google reading your page. Then think about dynamic search ads campaign. If your page is so well that it's ranking, you could uh, double down with ads using dynamic search ads campaign. So those are the advantages, but um, I have not come across, or I don't, I don't think Google has been public about saying that uh, there is a direct connection between uh, you know, high ranking organic rankings and cost per click. It happens very well on Amazon though, because Amazon is kind of, uh, kind of uses the similar platform as Google. Uh, you know, the, the, their advertising model is based on search and on Amazon PPC uh, campaigns, Amazon advertising campaigns, uh, the organic ranking has direct correlation with your ads and your ads have a direct correlation with organic rankings because for them, the quality score means uh, that, you know, if your products are selling well, they will start keep showing your products as high as possible. And therefore, the organic ranking, the sales velocity, which contributes to organic ranking, all of that uh, come into picture. But on Google Ads, it's not the case yet. As far as, I mean, as far as my knowledge is concerned. Uh, will it help in reducing CPC? Um, like I said, it can help you uh, get better results using dynamic search ads, not necessarily CPC. When it comes to ads, you will still have to get your ads uh, as relevant as possible. And if you've done tricky things to get the organic ranking, it can actually hurt your uh, you know, campaign because the landing page experience might not be as good. It might be good for organic rankings, but not for converting visitors into customers. Okay, we have a follow-up from Zisan. I'm running two campaigns with different keywords with max conversion, but somehow they are triggering almost the same keywords. So <laughs> they both are uh, qualifying for the auction and they both are getting clicks. Are the keywords in different match types? And uh, if not, then with max conversion, here is what it can happen. So please understand this might be a scary thought, but as we go forward and the, the, the difference between the match types is blurring and it's, it's like exact match is no longer just exact match. You will, uh, put keywords in exact message, you will see that it's triggering for relevant, uh, like similar keywords as well. And phrase match therefore um, also becoming more like a broad and broad is the way forward. Because what Google wants is that 
you don't sweat about sweat worry about the keyword uh, you know you, in your head you might be thinking that with exact match you're going to get the best out of this keyword and therefore you have figured out the search intent they are saying that our machine learning and uh, algorithms they can predict they can understand the human uh, behavior uh, like like search intent behind the queries and even if somebody says uh, let's say digital marketing and they were actually looking for a course with their uh, search history uh, conversion history and uh, search patterns there are a lot of data points available at google's disposal and they can very well predict when this person is going to make a purchase and therefore regardless of the specific query they put in google google can the machine learning can understand and predict whether or not this query was about uh, like is matches your product and whether or not this person can actually be interested in buying your product so there is lot of sophisticated <laughs> uh, thing happening at google's end and therefore i would say that you should evolve your thought and think more in terms of how this whole scheme of things uh, works uh, to get you conversions rather than just thinking about keywords and exact match and match types the old school way i hope this is helpful and we have rachna here hey rachna welcome back uh, so i think you have a two part question the first part is what is the best structure of search and display campaigns as complementary campaign to complement pmax so uh, for search i would definitely keep a brand ads campaign brand keywords campaign and uh, try a dsa campaign uh, at the same time if the landing page content is good and for non brand uh, if the budget permits try a broad match dcpa for non brand keyword campaigns uh, for display campaign though um, i'm not a big fan of display campaigns <laughs> or the cold targeting so i have uh, i would only recommend using display campaigns with remarketing audience on targeting only for remarketing purpose at best you could possibly be looking at uh, custom intent audience other than that display has been uh, has not been a <laughs> great campaign type but it again depends from one business to another who knows uh the second part of your question rashna is that should all complementary campaigns target identical audiences should they only target or perhaps bid up on previous pmax campaign visitors let me read this question again uh, should all complementary because this question is making me think uh, should all com complementary campaigns target identical audiences should they only target i don't think they can target identi identical audiences and i don't think there is a point in doing that so on your performance max campaign the structure is very different you have keywords in two types like you have a search focused keyword intent focused keywords and uh, you can do hyper segmentation and each asset group has its own audience uh, signal to go after and the assets are different uh, you know the delivery is different uh, therefore creating identical campaign on search will be difficult uh, thing because you can only do the search intent uh, keywords right and then you can't serve the ads from search to search campaign to other like five other uh, channels so in theory you can't replicate exactly but the reason why you are doing a complementary campaign is because performance max is going after five six different channels search is going after one channel only 
and therefore uh, you're kind of gauging the performance but if you're asking just the keywords i'd probably there is no harm in doing the same keywords and uh, there is no harm in testing the same set of keywords with dsa as well to the second part of your question uh, per perhaps bid up on previous pms campaign visitors so if you have and i don't know how you will be able to do this but have you like have you figured out a way to create a remarketing list based on performance max campaign visitors only uh, if yes then uh, let me know because that will be an interesting idea uh, but yes um, whatever the previous audience have, has interacted with your website regardless of the campaign type you can definitely be looking at doing a remarketing campaign and that's something you should definitely test in my opinion i don't know if i'm getting your question properly here okay jisan has a follow up after setting up a campaign according to you what is the ideal time to give it before making any changes so depends upon uh, you know what kind of campaign you are setting if you are setting up a performance max campaign i would say 4 to 6 weeks if you are setting a standard search campaign and again depends on the bid strategy and keyword match type if you are set setting up a brand keyword campaign with target impression share bid strategy i would say give it a, give it the time until it goes out of uh, lurking period and then think about like look at the impression share and see if something needs to be done if you are doing a standard search campaign with exact match keywords and uh, manual cpc or enhanced cpc bid strategy you should be looking at every hour <laughs> right but also take into account the conversion uh, lag or you know that conversion window so uh, if you are like starting fresh i wouldn't worry too much about it until it goes for a, like couple of weeks at least and it gathers some data and i start noticing patterns on conversion window and uh, conversion uh, lag and those kind of things then i will uh, make some adjustments you need to have some like uh, <clears throat> good level of data for for confidence uh, to be able to go after making changes i would totally uh, you know refrain from making too many changes too frequently you know sometimes we have clients who are freaking out that hey we have not seen anything on the changes are you guys working <laughs> and we tell them that hey uh, your campaigns are are doing fine and if the changes are required we will do it otherwise we're not just going to press buttons just to uh, just for the sake of pressing buttons here so that's the thought here that's the thought i understand that the way google ads is heading the it's like a lot of things work together in the grand scheme of things and the results improve over time it doesn't uh, it's not like facebook maybe uh, where you can refresh creatives and do epic things <laughs> here you have to like rely on machine learning to be able to get to get the momentum and once it gets the momentum it's also important that not to disrupt it right because um, you disrupt the momentum and it's going to reset the whole thing that's how i have seen from my experience i am not an expert and i don't have insider insights from google but that's how i have seen things work okay uh jisan the best way to do remarketing um again if it is for e-commerce do dynamic remarketing that's a no brainer if it is not for e-commerce for lead gen uh think about creating 
as many segments of your audience as possible and from different sources. And then test every set of audience with a different set of creatives and see what works, what doesn't work. Double down on what's work, what's working and uh, exclude what's not working. That's how I would go about it. I don't, I don't think there can be one uh, template about it. But in general, this is like, like I said, this is what you can think of. There is one important thing you should also uh, consider uh, in this remarketing strategy is that think about why they did not convert in the first go. So for example, if you're going after the non-converters audience, think about what are the possible reasons why they may not have converted in the first go. And therefore, once you're going after them again with a remarketing campaign, think about uh, are you like addressing those pain points? Are you uh, reducing those, um, uh, what's the word for it, the objections? So if they had, had an objection about price and if you figured it out that the price is probably not the right, then look at a discount next time uh, with a remarketing campaign. Give them a coupon. If, if it is a trust that didn't work for you for the first time, tell them uh, how great your company is and what other people uh, like are saying about your uh, company, case studies, certifications, badges, uh, reviews, whatever works. So think about what can work and what should work the next time, how you can convince them to do business with your company. That's how, that's, that's what remarketing is all, all about. Otherwise, um, if you're running the same ad and just doing the remarketing list and like trying to <laughs> creep them out uh, saying that, see my ad 50 times because un un unless you convert, I'll keep showing you my ad. Uh, that's probably not going to be a very smart strategy on remarketing. Okay. Uh, Rachna has a follow-up. Next question. Uh, have you found that Pmax impacts on time days to conversion meaning the conversion delay in your experience is it longer or shorter you can you can check this uh, the conversion lag on your campaign so when you are looking at the campaign report uh, plot the conversion conversions and ROAS uh, conversion value upon cost on the on the map uh, on the graph and it will show you the conversion lag it can be very different for different campaigns or different accounts, different businesses. So see what the conversion lag is and then work with, with, with uh, around that strategy that, okay, if my conversion lag is 11 days, then I am going to look at my campaign performance data discounting that 11 days. Also look at ROAS by, uh, and conversions by conversion time. That will help you uh, understand how campaigns are performing in real time. All right, Salman has a question. Hi, Santos. Is Google Forecast good to use? Any thoughts regarding this tool? Google Forecast? I got to Google that one. <laughs> You're talking about Google Trends. Is Google Forecast. Uh, it was weather forecast for me. <laughs> Uh, you all, um, please, using the right jargons is also super important because if you don't use the, uh, I have someone on my interns team who keeps saying Google ads as Google ad. <laughs> so uh, it, it shows the level of uh, depth you have. Um, so if you're talking about Google Trends, Google Trends is a very different uh, tool. And Google Trends can give you some insights, uh, valuable insights uh, when you are doing uh, bit analysis 
So it can tell you which way things are headed. But while setting up the campaign, go back to Keyword Planner because it, it has much more insights. Okay, I, I, again, um, Salman, no offense. I was just giving you constructive feedback. I hope, uh, because I want you all to level up. Okay, uh, so Rachna has a follow-up question. If the e-com products are affected due to seasonality of the product usage, example, winter and summer, should we launch two separate PMAX campaigns or separate asset groups in one campaign? That's a very tricky one, <laughs> right? So can I come back to you? Uh, I think John Moran has done a video on seasonality, uh, like performance maximal seasonality. I have not had a time to watch that video. So I'm going to like refresh my knowledge before I attempt answering this. So I'm going to park this question for now, Rachna. But I promise on the next live stream on Monday, I will have some thoughts around this. And who knows, I'll make a video about this. Because John's videos are kind of uh, high standards, difficult to understand. And that's where I come in. I make videos easy to easier to understand. Okay, cool. So you all, I have a big presentation today on our weekly town hall. So I'm going to wrap this up early, but thank you so much. It was uh, really fun. Um, and I hope I was able to add some value. And if I did, then let's uh, see each other again on Monday. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend, everyone.